Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Christmas and tonight I want us to talk about the extraordinary Amen. The extraordinary. There's just something about life that is so ordinary, you can forget the miracle that it is. There's something about breathing that is so old-fashioned. You have to ask a person who probably survived COVID and had to use a ventilator to tell you that breathing is not a joke. Because you walk around without even paying attention, just breathing in and out, you think, well. So there's something about life, the everyday things that, that can make life seem so ordinary, we forget what a miracle it is. Amen. You could have a meal with a friend and think food is eaten every day. Not knowing that you are about to be proposed to. And what was meant to be a meal is an introduction to your spouse for the rest of your life. You could watch a sunrise and think the sun rises every day, not knowing that people have been planning a surprise gift for you. Do you know what I'm saying? I grew up largely going to boarding school, and it so happens that my birthday happened when I was at school. So I grew up not knowing that the birthday is supposed to be a special day. And I left boarding school, went to university, and then I joined a group called Come Alive. And one time, those people around my birthday, when I didn't even know that my birthday was that day, organized a party for me. There was a whole roasted goat. You know like the goat when it is still in the shape of the goat, only that it is roasted. With cake. I was like, it changed my life. You could receive a phone call and think, I receive calls every day. Not knowing that the person on the other end is giving you an opportunity of a lifetime. Have you received some of those calls? You just, the call comes in, you look at the phone, you're like, eh, eh, And then they say something that changes the trajectory of your life. Mike Maddox says, your next season is simply a person you haven't met yet. I remember Reverend Moses Isabel calling me and inviting me to a discipleship training at St. Andrew's Church, Bukoto, 
at which training I was introduced to the material of Mike Breen building a discipling culture and the power of missional communities. And for the life of me, I can't imagine worship harvest without missional communities. One phone call changed my life. Amen. You could receive an email and think I receive emails every day. Not knowing that you have just received a promotion, you could walk into a church or log online and think this is what I do every week. Not knowing that that's the day your miracle is going to manifest. Paul was preaching at Lystra and there was a man born a cripple. And I think he had, there is another crusade. So he said, what do we do in Lystra for fun? Because there was no Facebook and YouTube. You go for crusades. There is another speaker in town. He convinces his friends, guys, carry me. We go. There were no wheelchairs. To get there, someone had to carry you. And so he convinces a few of his friends. Okay, 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 okay. Let's go. They were playing sequence. (laughs) And they didn't want to go. But the guy insisted, I must go listen to this preacher. So they pick him and carry him and take him to the crusade ground. And he reaches there and this guy is talking about Jesus. The Bible says, Paul looking at him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, shouted with a loud voice and said, get up and walk. He's the only one on record that got a miracle that day. There's a miracle in this house with my name on it. There's a miracle with your name on it and you could think, there's another service, there's another day, let's go, let's log on, let's watch. And you don't know that God is about to do something That's going to change your life forever. I believe it. I believe it for someone here. I believe it. I believe that God is about to do something that's going to change your life forever. Wow. You could pick up a book and read and think, I read books every day. Not knowing that the wisdom to multiply your business times 10, to multiply your church times 10, to multiply your income times 10 is only seven pages away. I remember reading You've already got it by Andrew Womack. Ten pages into it, I was like, it's not possible that, that, that this is true. Oh, if it is, it's not possible that the thing I've been living is called Christianity. It's not possible. Changed my life forever.
Wow. Forever. I could go on and on. You could go to a prayer meeting or you could go to pray in the morning thinking, this is what I do. I wake up and pray. Not knowing that by the end of it, God will have convinced you to start a church. I know. I know. I know. Some of you, that's why some of you don't want to pray. You think those things of praying God could start talking to you. And who knows where it will end. Are you here? Are you still there online? God knows you're there. And like Simeon and Anna and all those many people at the temple when they brought in Jesus for a baby dedication, you could think babies are dedicated every day, not knowing that you're looking at the Son of God, God himself. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. God can take what seems ordinary, a baby dedication, a phone call, an email, a drive out of the gate, a meal, to change your life forever. Amen. And I feel like God is, has intensified this business of changing people's lives forever. Picking them and giving them something much more significant to live for than, than the stuff that the world has offered us. Luke chapter 2 verses 25 to 38. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, if you are in the audience and you can read English, just continue. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. What are you waiting for? You see, there are things that only happen for people who have an expectation. I'll repeat that. There are certain things that only happen for people who have an expectation. This man, he says, he was just and devout, and he was waiting for something. You see, when you're waiting for something and you get to a place and that thing is there, you can tell that this is it. But for those folks who are not here tonight, who live for absolutely nothing, whose lives are an existence, even when they find the thing, they can't tell it is the thing. For Simeon and Anna were not the only people in the temple that day. But everyone was just walking by thinking, cute baby. Oh, you have a cute baby, right? Oh, so cute. Is that your baby? Oh, so cute. They don't know they are talking about God. They're just walking by God like this. In diapers, God in diapers. Oh, 
ordinary things. Do you know there are people who walk by you like this? They say, you're smart. They, they don't know. They have no idea what they've just walked by. All they see is the hairstyle. They don't know. They are walking past a nation. A nation. A hey! Yeah, today I'm going to preach for myself. Yeah, if y'all don't want to, okay. Yeah, they just walk by you. Hi, hi, hi. They have no clue. They are passing a heavenly portal. They don't know they are walking past the answer to all their prayers of the last five years. All the things they've been praying to God for. They walk by you like this. And they don't know. I just walked past the answer. May may you have the wisdom to wait for something. To expect something. This man was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit was upon him all that men of today would have the Holy Spirit upon them. It says, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, not research, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, normal, typical, ordinary things that they do for every child at that age. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. According to your word. (laughs) There are people here who God has told certain things. By the way, if, if I were you at home in studio, I wouldn't be using my phone at all because something is happening. There are people that God has told certain things. Yeah? Well, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what the doctor's report is. You just say, no, 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 no. It's, I can't die because there are certain things that were spoken to me that I have not yet seen. That's why the writer in Luke says, and blessed is she who believed. Mm. For there shall be a performance of those things that we are told her from the Lord. May you be that person. So Simeon is like, Simeon finds this cute baby and is like, ah, ready to die. Let me ask you a question. Can you tell when you're ready to die? You, 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 who is watching me online, can you tell when it's now okay? Yeah. When the thieves hit my dad with a gun, but they hit him. He just prayed, Dear Lord, if it's time, take me to heaven. And they shot him immediately. He was ready to 
to die. He had seen the promises of God. And he was not in doubt that he was ready to go to heaven. Men fear death like crazy nowadays, not because they are young or old. They are living for nothing. And because they are living for nothing, even when they find the promise, they can't tell. And so they are walking in the dark. And when it's time to go to heaven, they are resistant because the point where they should have seen the fulfillment of God's promise, they passed it. And and they, they just thought, cute baby. They just thought, nice someone. They just thought, nice book. They just thought, well, good dinner. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, this man, there was something about this man, Simeon. He could see a baby and knew this is the, see what he says. For my eyes have seen your salvation. It takes being a, a certain kind of person to see a baby and think you're seeing salvation. Which you have prepared before the face for all the peoples. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. And the glory of your people Israel. All this was in a baby. In diapers. And the man could tell this is the glory of Israel. This is the consolation. This is, this is, amen, amen. Are you still there? You see, God is setting you up for something. Some of you, God is setting you up for some things. One of these days, you're going to go for a dinner, a meal. One of these days, you'll be watching TV. What, one of these days. A pastor friend of mine was telling me when he was at campus, he was innocently watching a television program. Innocently. Of Pastor Robert Kayanja preaching in South America. You know those programs we are not live, eh? like they are replaying the replay of the replay. And the Holy Spirit eh? attacked him, eh? put him under the bed. Yeah with loud groanings. Yeah. By the time the roommate came in, it was like, what else? Yeah. Yeah. Men, because they lack wisdom, miss moments. And they don't know that a moment can change 500 years of your lineage. Wow, this guy. And many other things. Now, I remember 1st January 2001. I was in my room. I'd come in from the village 
I had scaled the wall. I was a Mofarist. That's a secret code. I had scaled the wall, managed to get into the hall, and sneaked into my room. And I was about to sleep. Then I innocently thought, since it's 1st January, this would be a good day to use my devotional. My atmosphere is highest. I wasn't ready. Before I knew it, my room had become a place. Everything changed from that moment. Everything. Just the presence of God was so strong. I was just crying, praying. I mean, I had organized myself already in bed. Everything was okay. Until I thought, this is just another book. Another day. You see, God can use anything. It's not a book. You, you can go right now and get the online version of my atmosphere is highest. You will not probably experience what I experienced. Ordinary things. A baby. A book. A phone call. I never slept on my bed again for whole year. Yeah, I slept because I slept on the floor. I woke up in the morning. I was on the floor. I was like, I can't sleep on my bed for the whole year. It didn't matter where I was, whether in that room or any other room. I never crawled back into a bed. I could have missed it. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Fenuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. Tell your neighbor ministry is not for the young only. And had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. That means she was married for only seven years. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years. So she had been married for only seven years. So let's assume she married around 18. The legal age now. Those days it was much younger. That is like from 25 she was a widow. Now she's 84. That means she has been at this for about 60 years. Who did not depart from the temple? <laughs> but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. There is a thing God is doing now. Now. I know about it. And that thing that God is doing now, he's calling men and women to serve him that way. That way. And most people will only see the results. Most people will only see that. But there is a thing God is doing now in our generation. There is a thing that God 
has refused us to, to let our children be the ones to fight all that evil. Yeah. And the solution is not in the activism. The solution is not in the who, is not in the who is who of your phone book. Yeah. The solution is not Yeah, you can do all the research you want. Nothing can change it. It's, it's there. Uh, and even if all of the people listening to me didn't understand and only five people understood this, it would be enough. It would be enough to completely change the future. Completely. Yeah. This one woman Anyway, coming in that instance, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. While everyone was seeing a baby, these people were seeing salvation, they were seeing redemption. What are you seeing? While we celebrate Christmas, what are you seeing? When you think about yourself, what are you seeing? Because by most people's standards, you probably look ordinary. Yeah, you're the kind to be ignored by most people. The only people who will stop for you are your friends and relatives. Everyone else goes about you like you are a stamp or a tree. Like you don't matter. And maybe it even bothers you or doesn't, I don't know. There are people who are not bothered by anonymity. I am not one of them. Yeah, I, ca- I can't just exist. No. No, 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 no. No. Because even the tree will live longer than you and I. Yeah. So if it's about existing, the trees are much better off. I don't know if they feel pain when people start cut- cutting them. Because they can't talk to tell us. But I refuse to live a dead life. A life of, yeah, yeah. And I, I want to invite you into this category of people who refuse to simply exist. Where the, the thing on your epitaph is born, died, nothing else. And some gap in the middle called a dash. I refuse. Yeah. We, it's, you can't live like that. That's not called life. So maybe people look at you like that and, and, and uh, they don't know what God has purposed in you. They don't know God's plans through you. I'm about to start preaching, by the way. I was sort of laying that foundation. They, they, they don't know. They don't see with the eyes of the Spirit. They don't see the way Simeon and Anna see. So they just say, B3, they, Onen, Mike, Osai, they have no clue. That we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God 
are not of us. They have no clue. You see, takes thing with the eyes of God to see greatness before it manifests. So they look at you, they don't see the greatness. But they are about to see. Yeah. Yeah. Because you are a city set on a hill. You are the light of this world. Do you know why I refuse anonymity? Because light is not anonymous. I'm not the one claiming you are the light of this world. It's Jesus who said it. And even say that when you light the, light, the lamp, don't put it under a basket. I, I, I chuck those baskets out of your life in the name of Jesus. You see, when a woman gets pregnant, she'll walk around and you won't know initially that that person is carrying another human being. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will just be like, hi, 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 hi. They don't know life is developing on the inside of a person and because most people don't see the way God sees they will just think you are just this one, extend you know, you're like you're in a taxi, extend they, they don't know what they are talking about do you get what I'm saying so the as a result you too the carrier of life the carrier of the dream the carrier of the destiny the carrier of that one billion dollar business the carrier of that a hundred thousand member church there are people here that number is going to be obvious for you there are people here I'm serious Yeah, I, I believe in big churches do you know why? because there are many sinners yeah. There are many sinners. So the big detectives have to be like that side. The Nigerians have already shown us the possibilities. So we have to do it. Yeah. The, the, what, what, what was I saying? They don't know. You're the carrier. So no, those people don't know, but it's okay for them not to know. It's the, the calamity is when you don't see it. When the, when the ordinariness of life, all the problems, the need to eat, to go to the bathroom, to what everything causes you to reach a point where you think, there's nothing special about me. I'm just like my forefathers. How so die? My friend, it's time to resist the temptation. Yeah. Act, active resistance active resistance to think that you are just another person because you're not just another person you're not another person there's nothing ordinary about you there's nothing there's nothing ordinary about you you know what because whereas your father and mother may have come from Barara, Chitugumu, wherever it is that's not your where you came from. Mm. One of my very favorite, short, almost confusing verses is John 1, 6. John chapter 1, verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. You know, you can't pass that verse because, I got to know it because 
a friend of mine used to make a lot of money from me when we used to do verse competitions. You ask the other person, they say the verse, you ask. So they would always ask John 1, 6, and I could not, it, it's, it doesn't seem significantly heavy. It's not like 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was, no, there was a man who said, well, that scripture has started to come to life for me. Yeah. Your parents may be from Chiruhura. Your parents may be from Butongole. Your parents may be from Seda Village. Yeah, wherever it is. Do not be tempted to think that that's where you are from. No, 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 no. That was simply a delivery address to us. You, you can't, yeah, yeah, he said, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. That verse is powerful because John's dad was that guy who didn't believe. What's his name? Zechariah. And John's mom was Elizabeth. So you could say, we know John. This is his dad. This is his mom. And they live in village. Why? And the writer says, no, 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 no. Yes, that's the dad. That's the mom. That's the village. But that's not where he came from. He came from God. There was a man, there was a woman. At the end of this verse, I want you to put your name. Sent from God, whose name is. Sent from God. And God doesn't create anything without purpose. You will not find any single thing on earth which is there for they are there. Everything God creates, there is purpose. Everything, even the flies, have purpose. Now, you, you sent from God, you can't be just here by accident. There is so much God has stored in you. And all this while, the enemy's singular responsibility is to get you not to see it because of the ordinariness of life. Because you have to pay rent. Because you have to load that yaka meter. Because you have to fuel that car. Because you have to pay that bada bada bill. Because you have to f- do that Facebook update. Because the ordinariness of life until you forget you were sent from God. And you have a purpose. The Bible says John was sent for a witness to the light being Christ. That's your purpose. You were sent from God for the purpose of being a what? A witness that through you, people would see Jesus. People would see God. That's why we were sent. That's why we were born. It doesn't matter where you come from. You were sent from God. In fact, when you have this view of life, where you come from is important, but not that important. Yeah. The, the point is not where you start. The point is where you finish. We all know that in the race, it's about finishing, not starting. You may have started in uh, wherever it is. It's not even on Google Maps. That doesn't matter. By the time you finish, hey! let the world stop and say, a great man a great woman has 
finished. Yeah. You know, there are these verses people like putting on funeral things. I fought a good fight. I finished that, that, that race. I'm like, which race? Which fight? It's just people do consolation for the good fight. Which fight? People haven't been fighting the fight of the kingdom. And then we say, I fought the good fight. Don't make us deceive the masses on your, ma- your funeral. And you also fought the good fight. There are people for sure that I know are fighting the good fight. Ma, ma, ma. You're extraordinary. The ordinariness of life is trying to ruin the extraordinary in you and you have to resist it there was a man sent from God whose name is your name do you know it do you see it when you think about yourself is that what you think about that a man arrow that was unleashed from the quiver of God and I'm on my way somewhere to cause immense destruction to that which the enemy has released to destroy man. Amen. You are extraordinary. Why don't we pray? Thank you, Father, for this day, Christmas, we celebrate Jesus And it can seem so ordinary as if it's about eating, drinking, sleeping, slowing down and having fun. Open our eyes to see that there is so much more in Christmas than the food, the television, the hanging out, the barbecues, the drinks, the traveling, the shopping, the gifts that we will see that this child, Jesus, activates purpose in all of us. That with him we can reach a point where we say, I can die. I have seen what God needed me to see. I have done what God needed me to do. I have accomplished what God needed me to accomplish. Thank you, Father. And if you're watching me online and you've never given your life to Jesus and you don't know you're sent from God that there's a purpose in your life and that you're not here just to exist I want you to give your life to Jesus tonight on this Christmas Eve or whenever you watch this video wherever you are at the count of three I'm going to ask you to put up your hand if you've never given your life to Jesus even if you are driving you can slow down put one of those hands up however slightly you can whether you're at home wherever you are someone is watching me who has never given his life to Jesus, their life to Jesus, her life to Jesus. Someone is watching me. So one, two, three, just put it up, wherever you are. And pray a short prayer after me. Bible says, you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. 
Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you that I may find purpose. I acknowledge that I was sent from God. Today, I come to you to find purpose, to find eternal life. Amen. If you pray that prayer, I believe you're born again. Please contact the number on the screen, 0775642449, and tell us that you made that decision. Just know that thousands of people have made that decision this year, and we are waiting to hear from you. You'll always find it easier to remember the day you got saved, simply the day before Christmas. So, please do that. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.